the fitness, the mental health, the, the key aspects are relational health. We work on those every day. I just want to encourage you, if you don't have your values set, that you don't know what they are and you couldn't tell them to somebody who asked you at a cocktail party, I challenge you to go and figure out what your values are and what they look like in action. I'm Kyle Virick, and this is the Know Your Leading Edge podcast. Well, welcome back to the Know Your Leading Edge podcast. I'm Kyle Virick, your host here at Leaf Gym in Wenatchee, Washington. I'm excited to talk to you today about the characteristics of impactful coaches and leaders. So in our gym, we're coaching every day. We're working with people. We're teaching and when we're really thinking about making an impact in people's lives, there are common characteristics that we're, we're looking for in coaches. And those coaches are phenomenal teachers and they really speak into the lives of the people that we work with every day. So I wanted to just um, start off today's podcast by talking about um, maybe putting you into a place. So I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, don't uh, close your eyes. But um, if you have the opportunity, I want you to close your eyes or just set your, your mind off somewhere. And I want you to think about getting a real clear picture in your mind of the greatest coach or teacher that you've had uh, in your life. For me, I've had so many different ones. Um, you know, the very first teacher and coach of my life, my father, Alan Virick, um, comes to mind. And I want you to just see if you can rest on the image of what those individuals meant to your life and see if you can think back to the characteristics that made them unique, made them special, and made them the kind of person that you probably still call on or you speak their language to your own children, to your own teams as you go along. So let's explore the characteristics that those unique teachers and I think heroes, um, what they all have in common. So you'll know that these are you'll note that these are uniquely um, C's. And here are the lists. I'm going to give you the list, and then we're going to come back and take a look. So the first one is competence. Important that a coach is competent in what they're trying to teach and convey. If you don't have confidence, if you don't have competence rather, no one's gonna listen. It's fantastic to, to have a lot of enthusiasm about something, but if you can't bring the goods, if you can't help progress somebody from where they currently are to where they want to go, they're simply not gonna follow you. And that's the mark, the hallmark of a great leader, a great teacher, and a great coach. Now, the second one I've got here also, by the way, competence leads to credibility. So that credibility is an additional C here. The next one is consistency. So we've got competence, consistency, connected or connection, command, charisma, character, and care. All right, so let's circle back to consistency, right? Being who you are, regardless of the situation, every single day ups, downs of life, ups and downs, the results don't change the coach. They don't change the teacher. When the student gets an F, 
The student gets an A, that teacher shows up consistently, always demanding the same standard. Let's talk about connection. For coaches, the ability to connect with their material and connect with their subject or the people that they're teaching is paramount. It's one thing to be competent. It's wonderful to be consistent to show up, but without an ability to connect on a very base level with that human to understand who they are, what they're aiming for, it's going to be pretty difficult to really reach and push that individual toward their goals. Next one, command. This one may or may not be, this, this could be argued that it's a requirement or it's not, but I firmly believe that people coming to a place to be led, to be coached, are looking for direction. A leader or a coach who waffles and suggests, ah, uh, maybe, ah, uh, not really pointing the direction, but saying, hey, what does everybody think? Now, it's wonderful to be democratic. There's a great time in, in, um, in any leadership situation to sort of circle the wagons, get those opinions out, hear everybody, so that all of those contributing opinions can come forward. But then the leader's job, the coach's job, the teacher's job is to say, here is where we're headed. I can appreciate every segment of what I've heard here, and my job in the role that I'm playing in that coach, teach, and lead position is to decide, have command. Now, again, another arguable point, but I think is critical, is charisma. Pretty, pretty difficult to spend an awful lot of your time and your passion hanging with somebody who you know may or may not be that uh, enjoyable to be around. Ben Stein comes to, to mind and Ferris Bueller's, for those of you, 80s references of an individual who simply doesn't grab your attention, has very little charisma, and the students fail to engage. You, maybe you've been with a coach who, you know, was very well intended. Everything was kind of buttoned up, but they just never grabbed your heart. So for me, charisma is a big part of the picture of a great coach. Character. When I think of the coaches that I've had that have really led me down a phenomenal path and I've seen have huge impacts in other people's lives, their character was unquestionable. It doesn't mean that they were infallible by any stretch. No coach is. If any coach is telling you they've never made a mistake, you need to run for the hills because that coach has never risked anything. They've never really tried anything. And there's a good chance that uh, they may just be flat out lying to you. Having great character is a prerequisite for being able to model and raise up awesome young prospects, right? To being able to reach into people's lives, to experience um, the pain and anguish of making mistakes, to be founded in values and understand who they are as a person and driving forward to developing their own character, very, very important being a person of integrity, having an understanding of right and wrong, where that right and wrong lives in the shades of gray and how they express that. And also just frankly, being willing to admit when they've, they've been wrong. And uh, a huge part of a great coach 
and a great teacher is, in, is that fallibility and frankly, a character. Lastly, and maybe most important, is care. You'll hear a lot of people talk about care and whether or not this coach cares. Does, the, does my teacher even care? I don't think the leader in my company cares one lick about anybody else apart from what's happening up in the upper reaches with all of the CEOs. Care is a prerequisite to making sure that that individual that you're leading is of the utmost importance. It does not matter at all whether or not you are competent, charismatic, and that you reach if when that result comes around, you simply move on to the next individual. Or when that individual really needs you, that person really needs you, you simply aren't there. People need to be cared for. They walk in the door, they trust you in many cases with some of the most vulnerable parts of their lives. Maybe they are struggling with weight. Maybe they are embarrassed about how they look when they take their shirt off in front of their spouse. Maybe they haven't been able to find a relationship to be in because they struggle with their physical appearance or just their mental capacity around who and what they are. And a coach has an opportunity to step into this vulnerable place, hold a mirror up in front of that person and say, I want you to know here's what I see and I'm gonna be with you while we walk step, to step for step together on that journey. Showing people that you care in that way makes all the difference. It really should be the C that starts the line. So one more time, we'll come back through it. And I wanna just talk about some of the coaches and stories that I have around these. So again, competence and credibility, consistency, connection, command, charisma, character, and care. So when I think about competence and credibility, um, there's some, there are some interesting individuals that sort of came to mind. So the, the most competent coach that I had a chance to uh, work under as an athlete when I was coming up through my high school years was um, our head football coach, actually the year after I left. His name was Steve Graff. So Steve was a phenomenal uh, head coach of football at Pasco High School and then later at Chiawana High School. And he was the defensive coordinator when I was uh, playing football. And he, uh, our head coach had one, uh, had a surgery that he had to attend to. And so we had Graf for one night. Um, we, it was our third, third football game of the season. We knew our coach was gonna be gone. So Graf took the head roll and um, we won 29-0 that night. Now, was that coincidental? Who knows? What we did was we dominated from front to back. We had a great week of preparation. And when Graf spoke, you listened. He had a way about him. You knew what he was saying was right. He had a way of reaching into you, challenging you, and you just wanted to do the very best that you possibly could whenever his eyes were on you. And uh, when I think of other coaches who have built that competence where we think about, man, those individuals really know their stuff. In the CrossFit space, one of the people that I've had the chance to get to follow a little bit is Chris Hinshaw. I got the chance to go to the aerobic capacity seminar 
learn from him, listen to him and realize this guy knows his stuff and is chasing it down every single day. So grateful for that model. The next characteristic we talked about coming back to it, it was consistency. So my father showed up every single day. When I think about a leader, when I think about a teacher, and when I think about a coach, and I think around consistency, my father is the ultimate in terms of embodying this character trait. You know, I, was, uh, I got in a lot of trouble as a young person, um, the way that young people do, but I was a little bit more rambunctious. And the thing that I will tell everyone all the time about my father is, and now as I, as I marvel at the things that he had to put up with in, in dealing with me, but he never gave up on me. He was never different from day to day. He loved me unconditionally when he had to come pick me up out of another terrible situation. He would just shake his head. He would show me this face of disappointment. It would crush me internally. And my dad would show up every single time. He just kept showing up. He coached every one of our soccer games. He coached our baseball teams. He loved it. You know, and we were ungrateful sorts, to be absolutely honest. And yet my father showed up the same every single time with a determination to do fantastic things. He coached every one of those kids hard and he loved them deeply as well. It was really clear to me as I became a college coach, he was still coaching middle school and he would he would beam with pride when one of his middle school students was then later one of my college pupils. It was pretty awesome to see. So in terms of being a coach and being a great teacher, showing up every day and being consistent with your people, consistently care, showing up, being in their lives, that's a key characteristic for a great coach. Number three, coming back to connection. Some of the great coaches that I think about have such deep rooted connections with their players and with their athletes and teachers with their students. A great coach allows themselves to be vulnerable. Now, what happens in that vulnerability is somewhat challenging because when you think about it, how much capacity does a, does a person really have to love? They have their family, they have their children potentially. And when you start to bring on more athletes into teams, when you, when you have a gym like ours and you start to bring more people in and your heart fills up with the lives of these people, man, it is so life-giving to be connected to them. But it's also important to build out a staff of people because, man, when you get that deeply connected with people, you, it, it can just be a full meal deal every day. That means you're in the muck with them. When they're, when they're in trouble, when they are on top of the world, when they get drafted, when they graduate, when they get married, you may never have a Saturday again in the fall available because if you're really connected, someone's always getting married. Someone's always having a child. And if they care enough, you know, I've been to a lot of weddings recently of my former players and I couldn't be more proud about it. And I, I deeply feel proud every time I get a chance to be with them because of the connection that I still feel with them. It's part of the reason I did this podcast to stay connected with them. 
some of the coaches that I think about in, in terms of being connected. I love uh, Sean McVay there with the LA Rams and the, the research and, and reading I've done around how connected he is to his players, how he really views himself very close to them. And uh, it really shows that he's the Super Bowl champion co coach right now. The next one, um, and so let's talk a little bit about developing that connection. I think that a, a coach needs to show up um, with time, right? It's pretty, pretty difficult to be a transformational coach when you're a transactional type of person. You need to know people's names. If you're going to be connected, you need to know them. You don't say, I'm not very good with names. Nope. You know their name. That's the first thing they were given in their lives. Make sure that you keep it. And if you lose it, you, you go straight to the source and say, listen, I'm so sorry. I've forgotten your name. I'll never do it again. I'm terribly embarrassed. Please share it with me again. And when you do that, you, you'll reach a vulnerability with them as well. And they'll, they'll come right back with you. So make sure if you want to get connected with somebody, first application, know the names of your people inside and out and then get to know theirs you know the best hour guys best hour of their day guys who i've been mentored by um, talk about this ford this concept of ford family occupation recreation and dream if you know that for all of the people you're interacting with in your life if you know about their family you know about what they're doing from day to day you know about how they like to spend their time and you know what they're dreaming of and you just touch one of those each time you see them, man, that person's gonna be connected to you for life. Fourth characteristic, let's talk about command. So um, just recently, um, we lost a, a person who I spent 35 years of my life chasing, competing against, competing alongside, being great friends, being adversaries, being on the other side of a coin um, in my friend Chad Bodner. He was a, he was an absolute fireball. He was a phenomenal athlete, three sport athlete, was great at everything that he picked up. He and I spent time together in a, in a, a program called Project Spectrum when we were growing up together. Um, and we got to learn with the very best teachers, very best resources in the district. I always knew Chad was an all-star through and through. And Chad and I, after we competed uh, together as high school athletes, eventually moved on and were both coaching college athletes, but we were coaching different teams. And I don't think there was ever a day I felt more proud than the days that I was able to beat Chad on a field as a coach and as a leader. They weren't a lot, you know, Chad and I had great battles. I'm sure he, I'm, I'm guessing that he came out on top uh, in terms of overall numbers. I, I haven't really looked, but um, if, if anything, we pushed. But the truth of the matter is every time Chad got, brought my very best out of me because man, this guy had command. Chad had ultimate command of the athletes that he was coaching. He could, he could put together a game plan. And when he spoke, people listened. He knew how to look you right in the eye. He knew how to challenge you and push on the buttons that made you move. And he was a, he was full of life. He really knew how to direct people, 
young people, and he was a super talented coach. And um, Chad, I just want to tell you, rest in peace, my young friend, man. I, I know that we've lost you way too soon, and um, it was a good battle to uh, to have had a life uh, living alongside you. So coming to Charisma, so I had uh, a coach who really changed my life. Um, his name is Sean Esterhays, and Sean's out in on the East Coast now. But Sean came from South Africa, came to uh, Pasco, very software uh, guru, mastermind, and, and made his way out to the West Coast. And he found a little high school coaching job at Pasco High School. And growing up, Pasco High School soccer was pretty dodgy. It wasn't really um, doing a whole lot. And when Sean emerged in 1992, I was a freshman in high school, 92, 93. And there was a bevy of talent, but it had always been somewhat misdirected. And Sean, a young Sean comes in and just absolutely lifts this entire program off of the ground with ultimate charisma. This man has voice and energy and a crazy, at the time, a crazy uh, accent, his South African accent, and just the spirit that would lift any room. He just made you want to be great. And he believed in us immediately. I didn't even get to run for him until the playoffs of my freshman year. But watching him reach in, he, he always had bags of tricks, the energy he would bring. He drove this little silver station wagon with stuff strewn about all over the place. But Sean showed up and had a smile on his face, he was always game for anything the athletes could come up with. Our oh, coach, we're so done. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to practice today. Instead, we're going for a barbecue. Sean's like, awesome. Let's go for the barbecue because he knew that's where the players wanted to go. I'm telling you, this guy could read the hearts of his of his athletes like a book. And the 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 first year where I got to see his magnificence really come to fruition. 1999, and I was an assistant coach on the staff by this time, so I'd known Sean about six or seven years. And he had started taking Tai Bo. Um, for those of you who don't remember fitness in the 90s, Tai Bo just took off like crazy, all these kicks and punches and all the like. And Sean was so adamant about how this Tai Bo was going to change things. He went and bought 15 pairs of boxing gloves, 15 sets of pads, and we've got this soccer team up in the wrestling room at Pasco High School doing left, right kicks and punches. And it became a part of what we were doing. No one else is doing this stuff. So fast forward all the way to the state championship that year. This team we're taking is super, super talented. We've been doing this Tybo on the field in pregame. Nobody's ever seen this. And here we are at the state championship. And you can hear these young men out there pounding these pads together, warming up for the state championship soccer game with some Taibo kickboxing. And uh, it was a pretty special day, I can tell you that, when, uh, when the Bulldogs took home the, the state championship trophy for the first time. And I've got a shot of Sean, that charismatic coach, screaming up into the sky as he finally found his glory there. But what was great about his charisma and the thing that I think that a young coach or an aspiring coach needs to think about is be willing to be completely out there with exactly who you are. Bring everything you have to the table and bring a great energy. 
let people see exactly who you are as a human being, and they'll attach to that. It may not be the case for every one of your athletes. So it's really important to hire a great staff of people. What I used to tell my, my fantastic assistant, Fred Klaus, and others, was that in a team of 35 athletes, so as a, as a men's soccer college coach, I might have 35 athletes, and 20 of those athletes spoke the language that I speak for the sake of this story. Let's talk about, let's say it's English, right? 20 of them spoke English and I speak English. There's 15 of those kids that just don't really get me or they don't quite like my flavor or style. And so I had to hire staff around those individuals to say, all right, Fred, I need you to speak German because there are six kids in this, this team that absolutely need you. They don't understand my language and they need you. And being able to speak into the lives of those individuals, so, so important. Bring the gifts that you have, be full of who you are, bring all of your charisma to the table. And if, if some people are missing on that, hire staff to fill in the gaps so that you reach all of your people. Next characteristic is that character piece. We already talked about character. Establish your foundational values as a coach. You have to know what you stand on and be willing to say, this is who I am, this is what I do, I'm not going that way. I can think of two people, I mean, I've never met John Wooden, but I've read all of his work and I've followed a ton of people who do. My podcast here with Bruce Brown not too long ago, Bruce got to know Coach Wooden and Coach was the same from the time he started to the, till the time he's 96, 97 years old, always looking to learn, so full of understanding exactly who he is and what the standard is. And he never budged from the standard. If you're looking to be a coach of character, you need to establish your values. You need to be, you need to be epically clear about what your values are as a coach and you need to stand on them. Right, a few years ago, and, and mind you, those, those values can change over time. When I first did an exercise to, to uncover my own values, I arrived at family, growth, and health. Um, and then I tried to define what those values look like in action to establish my character as a coach. What's it gonna look like when I make a decision around character? So a coach that I really admired from and this was probably my closest football coach, was Coach Pedersen. Kevin Pedersen was my position coach in high school in football. And Ped showed up with that charisma, that character, all of the things that you really wanted. And every, every Thursday night, we'd have that team dinner. And the coaches and athletes, a huge pile of guys would, would file into a, a particular house and we'd just eat, eat food until the cows came home. But Ped was never there. And I asked a couple of our other coaches, why is Ped never coming to the team dinners? And Ped had made the decision early on that the time with his family was absolutely paramount. And he made a, a pact with his wife that outside of practice and outside of games, he was not gonna be off doing football. That was time reserved for him, his growing son, his daughter, and his wife. And so we never saw Ped at those family dinners. He knew where his boundaries were, he knew what his values were, and he stuck to them. 
is a man of character, still a man that I think about all the time when I make decisions. Finally, coming back to the last one, um, and actually before I go on to care, I do want to just say, thinking back through this, if you want to establish that character, get in, find a list. You can find a ton of lists online. We'll see if we can put one up onto the show notes here. A list of unpacking and an exercise to figure out what is it that you really value. If you can get that thing distilled down to three to five values and figure those out, then we break those three values out and we say, what does it actually mean in action to have family be a value, to have growth be a value? You know, taking the step out and building this gym has been an enormous growth step in my life. Um, I don't know that I would have had the courage to do this three, four years ago. It has been an amazing step, difficult, wrought with all sorts of different challenges, but an amazing growth step rooted right there in the heart of my values. And in health, the fitness, the mental health, the, the key aspects are relational health. We work on those every day. I just want to encourage you, if you don't have your values set, that you don't know what they are and you couldn't tell them to somebody who asked you at a cocktail party, I challenge you to go and figure out what your values are and what they look like in action. The final characteristic is care. And I think that I've been uniquely gifted in this area. And so I convey that to, to people. When, when we open this gym and I get the opportunity to meet anybody who's working um, on their fitness journey and interested in coming to know um, the very best of their potential, I can't wait to tell them that the first thing they're going to do is be deeply cared for. True, it's hard to carry that capacity, but I can tell you that the, I carry the stories, I carry the lives, the burdens, the celebrations, the triumphs of every single person who comes into my care inside of this gym with me. I still carry the young men and women that I've had the chance to coach along the way with me. I've not been able to brush aside the depth of care that I have for those people. And uh, again, that's why one of the reasons I started this podcast was to continue to minister to the lives of those people who I think may be able to find, find some nugget of encouragement or love or care from me through this because maybe they've stepped out of my life for a time. I, I learned a lot about care from um, a lot of phenomenal coaches. And I can't tell you that it's easy. There's not really a pathway to caring short of just paying attention to people's lives. When you listen, when you sit up and you try to consider what it is that they're going through and you spend more time thinking about their words than about your own response, which is a challenge, mind you. I don't want to be honest about that. If you really, really care, be ready to be somewhat tired. To care and to really love the people that you work with is burden. Um, I feel blessed honored every day that somebody trusts us in this gym, that somebody trusts me to ask for advice, that somebody trusts me 
and knows that I will care deeply for them. And it really is probably the greatest um, reward I get on a day-to-day basis in this gym is someone trusting me to say, I can see that you care. I can see that you love what I'm about and I just want to keep coming back. So if you're out there and you're not sure about one, if you're out there and you don't have anybody encouraging you, coaching you, working with you, I want to encourage you to, to reach out. You can always, uh, you find my information on leafgym.com. I'd be happy and honored to talk with you uh, more about any of the developing these characteristics. But if you're looking to be coached and you need some, you need some assistance, this is the, this is the calling on my life is to be a coach. I'm so grateful to each of the coaches that I've already mentioned to you. Um, these coaches have, have made my life what it is. And there's so many more that I can't even um, convey in this short message. So um, I'd encourage you as a young coach to find another coach to mentor you um, and develop these characteristics. Work on each one of them individually. If one is an area of weakness, then find a way to get to work on it, all right? I'm so honored to, to have the chance to serve people here at Leaf Gym. If you, we're actually gonna be taking a look at hiring coaches here in the next couple of months. We really wanna build out our staff to make sure that we're delivering excellent service, delivering excellent quality, and building up a network of people who just love and care for people um, and wanna help them uh, reach their dreams and their goals. Um, please reach out to us, leafgym.com, and uh, we're, looking, we're looking forward to, uh, to hiring our, our next set of hero makers. So um, honored for, for you to listen to this podcast. Can't wait to hear it. If you like what you hear, please like it, share it with some folks, put it out so that they can get that good word, and uh, leave us a comment. Let me know if you're enjoying the content and if there's something that we can do to continue to build on it. But for now, um, just really grateful. Get out there, develop those seven C's, competence, credibility, consistency, connection, command, charisma, character, and care. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Know Your Leading Edge podcast with your host, Kyle Vera. For more information or to check us out on the web, please visit leafgym.com. Learn character from the tree, values from the roots, and change from the leaf.